Welcome back to another week of the AMB podcast. It's your boy Young Tamarack, and I'm in the game like EA Sports. And I'm here with some good people. It's my people who are never not good. Let them know what it is, Stair. Yo, what up? It's your boy Stair, aka the finesse fella, aka Papa Stair, aka the big homie by the stairs, and we back in this thing. Sorry we left you on red, but we back to give you some more for the threat. You know what I'm saying? Hey, getting left on red leave builds character, is, is what I would say. Unless <laughs> um, you know that one of two things. The person either truly forgot after they read the message or they read the message and they're just not giving you a response. Those either way, character is built nonetheless. But like I always say, we're here with some good people because our people are never not good. And this week we got a special guest uh, branching off of the New York family. Um, from uh, you know Alistair's background, we got the homie Charles Spencer in the building. Welcome to the show, what Charles. Up, what up? Yo, what's going on? Very glad to be here. You know, ready to really uh, get this going. Let's go. Yeah. And again, I want you to know that I, I truly want to get some headphones that are like similar to yours. Because again, even like you talking on this right now, <laughs> the quality coming through your headphones sounds really good. So like, again, playing Call of Duty, I feel like I would be able to hear. I still probably would be really bad, but like I'll still be able to hear. And then I could be like, oh, I know what like everybody's talking about when there's a guy like footsteps to the right of me. But that's neither here nor there. But um, man, it's great to be back uh, with the podcast. Uh, like I said, we missed uh, the last week. Um, and you know, we're just, we're going to just get back into it. It's like, it's like getting on a bike. So, um, to, to start as always, man, how's everybody been? Cause I mean, again, there's been a little bit of a hiatus. Um, and I know, uh, Charles announced it's been a while since you guys have, you know, probably like connected. Um, so, I mean, there's so many different people who could probably start <laughs> and, and, and get us going. So, um, when all those fails, defer to, defer to your guests to begin. Charles, how have you been? Good. I mean, we have some exciting things going like with EMU Esports. Like we just, we're about to start our Overwatch season. If you don't know Overwatch, it's a first person shooter, um, team shooter. Uh, we are in this play in this conference called the Esports Collegiate Conference. It's, uh, I don't know if you heard the Mid-American Conference. It's that Esports arm. And we were, are playing with some cool schools like Akron, Miami, Ohio, all throughout the Midwest. And a bit more about, like just more I do, I'm a part of, e- I head Eastern Michigan's esports program. So, um, and those type of things I do throughout the week is helping students yeah. get to gaming a bit more with other students, um, find a way to connect esports and gaming educationally, especially the esports part and uh, other things that, you know, my, my main overall statement is to have gamers feel good playing at Eastern Michigan. Mm. Nice. And I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, before we, you know, get into the, you know, the, the meat and the potatoes or anything, like you said, you know, you're, uh, you, you're pretty much uh, heading up the, uh, the, the e-gamer department at Eastern Michigan. Um, and I, and I feel like, uh, even growing up as a kid, I've always been like, yeah, I like, I would love to play video games as like a job, but like, you know, your parents are always like, <laughs> like you can't, you can't play video games, you know, and like, you know, and, and make a living, you know, like focus on like other like things, but it's really like dope to see that, like they were fucking wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I'm not like saying that to be like negative, you know, but like, you know, like this is one of the times they just happen to be wrong. Like, like it's, very, it's something, very, very. it's something that's monumental. It's a shift that, you know, again, I'd never anticipated, but I, like, I'm definitely excited to get into you know, all the, uh, the ins and outs of, you know, the whole e-gaming atmosphere and everything that, you know, you have going on over there at Eastern Michigan. Um, the transition from there, I'll say, how have you been? How's everything been? Uh, I, know, I know Charles, again, he hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't seen you in a while. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot yeah, about your life that, you know, yeah. you could 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, I've been I've been good. I can't lie, I've been good. Definitely uh I miss potting. Uh you know that's that's this is my baby. This is my baby. But um speaking of my other baby, Nami is like fully running the house now. So it's like uh, it's kind of just I'm paying rent for her so she like she can exist. Um yeah. other than that, I had a really good Valentine's Day. You know, nice. was kicking it. Uh, I had to work, unfortunately, on the day. So, I like, I made a whole box. It was like, you know, I had some wine in there, some snacks. You know, we made some fried Oreos. You know, I just had to do it up real nice. You know, a couple like yeah. Got a got a card and all that stuff. And um, still applying to jobs. Still trying to on on the beaten path. And, uh, I, and I'm and I and I, I'm sorry. I just want to say something really quickly. Um, and. Do not take this the wrong way. You're my bro, and I want you to know this 100% because I care about you and I love you. Don't do the Costco box next time. Um, hey, bro. I thought the no, Costco- I, no, I feel you. I'm just saying, but, you know, like, just a little bit better, like, presentation of boxing. Like, you, like, yeah, you, you, you may have been better off just, like, even, like, leaving the stuff on the bed as opposed to putting it in the, yeah, in the like, Costco I feel box. like it wouldn't stand up. I felt like it was, like, in the box. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, definitely, I feel where you're coming from, but, like, again, like, I, I would have rather just maybe even seen you just, like, lay it all out on the bed if that's the case, as opposed to, like, I just I just don't like the idea of, like, the like me being able to see that it's, like, a box for, like, something, like, else, you know what I mean? And it's not specifically meant for the purpose of, like... So, so you're saying I should so, wrap the box, or I should, like... I, I mean, I, I just feel like, like, for example, like, I'm sure you could have went to, like, Michael's and got, like, something, like, that you could have, like, creatively, like, put in that was, like, more gift related. Granted, it probably would have, like... You know, like gave it away. You know, it it would have, it, huh? It would have gave it. It was a surprise. She didn't even know it was there. Mm. It was just I like oh, this, this I'm. I'm just. I'm just kind of. I don't no, know. I, I feel what you're saying. Know. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. I feel what you're saying. <laughs> but again, like I'm just saying. I'm saying that. That's my personal opinion. You can feel different about it. It's just. But yeah. Um. Sorry, but continue with. No, uh, and back to back to uh, what I was saying. Starting looking for a job. Uh, doing some more resume work. Uh, throwing it to other people. And um, still applying, you know. Anybody hiring? I'll let your boy stay. Pretty dedicated. How about you, Carlos? How how was your V day? Uh, My V day was cool. Um, I didn't get into too much. I uh, got a I got a nice air fryer actually as a gift. Um, So that was really that was really really greatly appreciated. Um, And um, I also got a rolling tray. So. Uh, that was really cool too. So I got two gifts. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, and then, you know, I had, you know, some dinner. Um, so it was, I mean, it was pretty standard. It wasn't anything, uh, too outlandish, too crazy. Uh, it was pretty chill. So no, uh, no complaints about it at all. Uh, other than that, my week was pretty chill. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get too much. Uh, you know, I've been trying to stay consistent with my three days a week, my working out. Donzel actually hit me up with a two pound jump rope. So I've been really getting. Was that the joke you were swinging? Hell no. I would never be able oh, to see that. Okay, right. Bryce. That was oh, after I had, that, that was after I had been using the two-pound jump rope. Okay. So like, yeah. Um, the two-pound jump rope helps like kind of speed you up when you get to like the lighter weight, because obviously your arms are like, okay, like this is not yeah, like what yeah, I was looking yeah. before. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get freaky with the jump rope, man. I'd be lying if I if I if I didn't say that was the case. I'm trying to like be on like like uh like I don't know. Like boxer level, like, boxer with it, with like yeah, like I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be on that point with it, um, you know. So they're we're gonna, gonna call see. you volunteer. They're gonna call you a volunteer for like jump rope for heart, man. They'd be like, yo, Bryce, 
Come through. We need you. Do they pay? Do they pay the volunteers? Probably not. It's for the kids. And so, you they know. can catch me maybe <laughs> later. I don't know. <laughs> Say not. Realistically, if it's for the kids, bro, if it's for some like some like genuine good stuff, then like yeah, I'll, I'll pull up and jump rope for them. I got a good amount of jumps. I got a I got a good amount of jumps. But um, yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, just really just you know trying to. I'm just trying to <laughs> just trying to get to trying to get to the money, dog. That's it, man. Just trying to figure out how to get my bread up, how to maximize oh, the money. Oh, my I money definitely, I definitely got to ride the, the Bitcoin wave and that when it was uh surging, and I was like, oh maybe. Where would you buy Dogecoin? Huh? Would you buy Do- Doge Dogecoin? Nah, nah, I had Ethereum. Remember you gave me the tip. I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. So I cops a few. Damn, I gave you the tip. Huh? I gave you the tip? Yeah. Damn, I didn't even buy any Bitcoin, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> That is really crazy. I should have listened to myself. <laughs> you not gonna do it. Nah, I just I, I I I had a lot of other things that was happening at the same time, so I couldn't focus on in investing necessarily at that point. But I feel it. And then um uh yeah, just doing normal normal stock watching. I feel that. Well, yeah, man. It sounds like everybody had a pretty solid week again. Um. I'm glad that we're back podding because, like I said, it's been it's been a little it's been a little minute. So, <laughs> but uh, Alistair, man, um, you know, to to keep the ball rolling, um, I know that earlier you had a, a question that you wanted to you wanted to pose to the group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, as you brought up, Bryce, like our parents basically instilled on us stop playing video games stop doing this but like it almost feels like we missed out on an easy bag if we actually dedicated so to it um and with like 16 year olds winning three million dollar cups and like ninja getting streaming deals it's like yeah yeah and looking at it why don't e-sport athletes get respect like why don't the video game community like I just, I'm curious. And Charles, with you being the expertise, I would just love to have you start this this discussion. Sure. So speaking about like the way esports has gone the last five, six years, at least when I came into it, is a lot of it became on the rise of streaming sites like Twitch, YouTube finally doing more within gaming, other other sites and other and organizations finally getting the the backing it needs to really thrive. And through that, you've seen different personalities and esport athletes, such as uh, what you talked about with Booga winning $3 million in the World Cup, Ninja overall as a gamer, which overall, it's kind of evolving in a way. There's Because esports and what you see on Twitch is kind of the same, but also different. And Yes, you have the esports athletes who play the competitions like Counter Strike, like your Fortnites, and your uh, other competitive tournaments. But with Ninja and what other streamers are, are moral entertainers. They entertain people. They really do different, unique things within the different games to really have a good time and to curate these communities. I'm one of my biggest things that I've done before all this was just simply being a twitch moderator who helps moderate the chat and help curate communities behind these streamers and um i i moderate under big man on campus 88 for uh, a three-time call of duty world champion karma 
who's retired but entertains people through his gameplay and also he's a funny dude he's a funny guy that people really like to get Wait, behind he's a retired gamer yeah wow 26 years old I've heard. Wait, 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 wait. What the hell? 26. He has three world championships, uh, top five all time in earnings. Um, And, you know, he he just, he was at a time where the game wasn't as good for him that he really wanted to be involved with anymore. And he retired. And he's now working with Optic Gaming as an analyst for the Optic Chicago Call of Duty League team. And he's also a content creator. He creates content for them. And right now, he's streaming right now, playing Minecraft, enjoying that up. He's has over 1,750 1, viewers watching him play Minecraft, talking in the chat, engaging. And it's kind of different, like called gaming entertainment overall not just esports but also the streaming part where you have these personalities play these video games and really come together and it's like yeah i mean a lot of the competition stuff people really start early but you can entertain people on like anytime like i've seen 50 year olds do cool stuff one player games that create these big communities to get thousands of people watching them play and having these communities going and that's kind of what the the underrated part of this you can start a career in gaming like a career entertaining playing stuff like call of duty or uh football manager which i'm big into and play a lot even though i'm not a streamer i i i see these different streamers just play this game and really get a community going and that really helps lead to bigger things and it's a grind too there's got to be a consistent schedule you got to put together there's got to be where you can really do some cool things that you like doing but at the same time other people like seeing uh, and if you balance a lot of that out for yourself after a while and keep grinding through it, one day, you know, you have a solid gaming deal where you can say, hey, I can play this for a living and be cool with it and do it full time and enjoy gaming. Yeah, yeah no, again, I, I, I'm still blown away at the fact that, the, that someone was able to retire from, from gaming at the age of 26. I mean. Yeah. It just goes to show you, like you were saying, that like you can truly make a career out of out of gaming. And I mean, I know we all look at games just like, okay, yeah, it's a game. You know what I mean? But um, like like you said, people want to be also entertained as well, too. So I mean, if you can if you can marry those two things together, then you got a, you got a recipe for success. And and Twitch opened themselves up to do more than just video games with themselves. There's a I, mm-hmm. there's a just chatting section for people who just want to chat and do podcast. Um, uh, other sections where they can just talk about things and even do interesting shows. There's this thing called an Austin Show that does like uh, Twitch j- dating. Like <laughs> there's whole different unique things yeah. Twitch are opening themselves up to, and YouTube too. Um, and, and that's another unique thing about it. Like you can. You, a big thing about gaming and the way things are these days within yourself, if you really want to get yourself out there as an entertainer online, is to have different avenues where you can you say, okay, you have a good solid Twitch, but you also need a solid, you should have either a solid YouTube or Twitter following. Twitter is big for esports. That's where a lot of uh, the people that you see in different gaming avenues really go to to get to their audience the most, Twitter. And uh, just getting towards that, you need to have that versatile versatility for yourself to really keep going. There's Discord, which is kind of the main chat server for gamers that they come to mm-hmm. to create these communities. 
and that how that has grown. And overall, it's really just understanding where you're where you can really get your second audience as well through that as too. So as a streamer, are you supposed to take like your crowd from game to game or you just stay in one game? It's like, all right, I'm a Madden head. Like I'm stick, like we gonna run through this franchise year by year and people are tuning in. That's that's about finding your niche, finding what you're good at. Um, mm-hmm. people can be variety gamers. And you know, that and that's right now is what Damon Barlow is karma and he's kind of doing different things because he wants to. And it started slow for him because he spent almost 10 years in Call of Duty being in this pro pro gamer, pro Call of Duty player, world champion. And he created that community. But for the people who really like the personality, seeing the potential for him he, and retired, he's seen that he can be just as good and cool. In different games. And yeah, it was a slow start getting like 300 to 400 viewers. But now, as he really got it going in different games like Rust, Tarkov, Night Now at Minecraft, especially Minecraft, his, he's getting kids, the kids best. Love Minecraft. Right. Kids love Minecraft. The game has been 11 years old. It's still one of the world's biggest games. And like just through those things, he's really gotten that audience again. And in a really cooler way where he can enjoy gaming a bit more in that sense, he's at the next chapter of his life where he can create content and enjoy it with other people and his friends too out there. So. Damn. Well, so again, I think, uh, well, I was, I was saying earlier was like, it was a, it was a matter of, I guess, respect. Um, in my opinion, yeah, I don't see why not. I feel like if you're making money, like I feel like people should, uh, should definitely. I feel like they got no choice but <laughs> but to respect you. You know, your hustle, your grind. If you you know you're doing what you got to do to get your uh, to get your pockets up. Um, I just what I'm really just interested in is, is like I guess when did that shift take place, and was it something that you felt like you you felt like happening as someone who is you know involved in gaming did you feel like at one point it was like all right like this is something that's really getting ready to catch fire and if so like at what point did you feel that so i'll take you back a bit um to where i was actually still a senior at liu liu brooklyn Mm -hmm. and i was really at a time in my life where i wanted to see where i go next i graduated in sports management and at that time even though i did internships with the nets i did some work with damn that's the, lit yeah it was, it was wait 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 i did it too like <laughs> that, that internship i mean if you guys don't mind what was fugazi about it i mean not all right so because if i'm not mistaken charles we were in the same uh with professor perone gary perone oh yeah expose him yeah, yeah. oh so, so the internship the internship with you, you're talking like, about the mets I was talking oh, about yeah, the Brooklyn yeah, Nets. Yeah. yeah, so with the with the Nets, yeah, go ahead, the Mets. Yeah, we had we had three games that we had to sell. It was the Pacers versus the Brooklyn Nets. This is the okay. Pacers with Paul George fresh off the broken foot. Okay. Uh, the Hornets with okay. Kimba Walker and insert bum and whoever else is on the team. Mm-hmm. And once again, the third game, the the Pacers. So it's How like, much for tickets? Tickets were regular price. You know, discounts. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm like, what's what's the price though? Wherever a price for a game is, like, like 
No matter, no matter what. Like, well, I mean, like, I'm, I mean, like, I mean, it may be long ago that you don't remember. I'm just trying to figure out engage, like, how much, like, in terms of, like, uh, right, we'll like say, are we talking we'll about, say, like, nosebleed yeah, seats? Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Like, uh, top of the mid level. Yes. No, you don't want to buy tickets to go see the Pacers without. Danny well, I mean, like, was the there was there a range you had to meet? It was just like it was a it was a contest. We'd be like, oh, who can sell the most? Like, 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 um, did you get anything at the end? Like, did you get to be like, did you work for the Nets after you won? <laughs> oh, then who, yeah, okay, then never mind. Okay, well, yeah, they were, they, oh, were just slutting, they were just slutting you guys out pretty much. <laughs> well, the, I, I worked at a different part of the Nets, I did arena operations where I was doing like the setting things up beforehand. He's and being in the back back rooms in the arena, helping out with whatever they needed before the game and after the game, and making sure everything was good on the court itself as well mm-hmm. with like putting stuff together. It was all right job, but I wanted basketball ops. But they were looking for like it was at the time where you know money ball was getting big in all sports, so they were mm-hmm. looking for stat people numbers. Yeah. I hate numbers. <laughs> me 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 and Matt are at a. Always at war. Um, I feel you. I feel you 100%, brother. I feel but, you. I'm not a math guy myself. <laughs> but yeah, like that at the time, that was the look of things in a way. And overall, we, I was still like, I did that for a semester. Um, I worked with uh, Richard James and the, uh, in strength conditioning for a little bit as a volunteer. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, and I also did like, uh, equipment managing for the basketball team, a football team out in the Bronx, as well as a football uh, team in the Bronx. Yeah, I didn't even know New York had fields. I know, right? It's at the edge of New York City, basically. Sounds in the about right. in Throg's Neck, it's um, I, wow. I was a Throg's Neck, um, Throg's Neck, New York. It's off the six train, so. <laughs> Way off. You gotta take the six train. It's you like you just keep you keep speaking more and more Chinese to me, like <laughs> as, as, as we continue. But your six train, go ahead. But you gotta take the well. You can take like the train all the way up to like 114th Street. Then you gotta take the six all the way out to Throg's Neck, and then you take another bus to the end of that <laughs> to the end of that um that trail to. Maritime College. That's where I was at. Uh, New York Maritime. And um, I was a volunteer coach, but really more than anything, I was like a, a, a another equipment manager. And I also did that for basketball and baseball for LIU. And I was trying to find my next step. And my next step was thinking, where I would do next? And I was always a big gamer. But when I was a kid, when, you know, esports wasn't truly a term, it was just competitive gaming. And they had a, a league called Major League Gaming, and I tried to look it up I do to see that. what. Yeah, Major League M- Gaming. MLG, yeah. Yeah, MLG, and I remember looking that up and just seeing the people play like they do because I was big in the Halo and Call of Duty, especially Halo. And I was just like, okay, I'm not that. <laughs> Plus, I was in Richmond, Virginia at the time with my grandparents. My grandparents ain't old enough to go up to Washington, D.C., which is the nearest tournament they have to go do this Damn. stuff. Yeah, and that's a nice little... That's, I mean, it's not too far, but it's far enough, that's you know, far of a enough. drive. That's far, yeah. that's far enough for drive. They're not doing yeah, it. And, far uh, enough, yeah. Why uh, you play them? You can play them. In the, in the, you, you play the house, yeah. <laughs> play your room. So it's like... Um, 
So I never really thought of that. Besides that, much of career in gaming and esports, as it would be called down the line. And then Twitch came into my life, and I seen a lot of people come together to watch people play, especially. Why I go back to earlier to Karma because he was one of the first people I saw in it, and I was he turned out to be my favorite esports athlete. The very he was very much one of the great gamers at the time, and um, one of the great Call of Duty players. And just overall seeing the potential and seeing the Call of Duty tournament down the line, which I'm really come out of for, and just seeing oh, there's a lot of potential here. And then later that year, after I graduated, I came back to New York because I was in Richmond for a while, trying to really, after I graduated, to really find myself a little bit to see what I wanted to do next. I was. Wait, what year was this? Sorry. 2016. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they had ESL One New York, which I saved up money to go to, which is a Counter Strike tournament, and at, at in New York in the Barclays Center. And it was such an amazing tournament. And people were watching watching Counter-Strike. The place was packed. People stayed till late for the grand final to like 1 a.m. Just watching them play some Counter-Strike. Mm. And I just, and I got a ticket through my time with the Nets. Mm. And he did his internship right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, had connects afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I got three tickets during my time in the Nets, and I actually brought Richard to this. Um, he was like, oh, I see that the potential esports really has here. And he's just, yeah, <laughs> this is some potential. A lot of people were there, and it's just, okay, how do I do more with this? And then I got in a job with the New York Red Bulls, to do uh to be a part-time um field marketing staff and i did that for almost three years on and off mm. so it was that point around 2016 where i saw the potential of everything through twitch through the tournament i've been through and just saying okay this is gonna grow this is gonna really get bigger um, there was a bit of a preview of it around 2014 because they I saw the article about Robert Morris. Um, Robert Morris of not not the Pennsylvania one, the Chicago one, doing scholarships for esports athletes to play mm. games for their school. That was around 2014. And here we are, like around basically only like seven years later since that first school to go for it. There's like hundreds of schools these days, 23 schools here that has an esports program in the state of Michigan. Um, and just, yeah, yeah 23 schools. I, <laughs> Michigan's a un, uh, like on the low, a hotbed for collegiate esports. There's a lot of people that get involved. And of course, it's freaking cold. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you might as well be inside. So, right yeah. now, there's like six inches of snow all over the place. <laughs> not, but, um, but yeah, it's a big hotbed for esports. And a lot of people get involved through that. And there's a lot of potential within all that as well. And just, I sit here now just looking at that and that point, it was 2016 that really saw everything and it just really rised up from there to this point. So you said, you said potential. Is that why celebrities like Rick Fox or Fred Taylor are like investing in teams now? There's, there's plenty of different reasons. Um, yeah, one, there's an opportunity within venture capitalism to, to see where they can be in on the money. 
like like you said with Rick Fox and what he did with Echo Fox for a while and now there's uh Ezekiel Elliott's doing some cool things within gaming esports mm-hmm. uh I can he, see that. he's uh a part of the big uh, venture that they're doing with eFuse, which is a big. It's an app, right? If I'm not mistaken. It's an app, but it's also a site where you can, it's a social media site for gamers. That's mm-hmm. supposed to be more driven for gamers. Um, <clears throat> they're trying to really get towards being like a LinkedIn for gamers and mm-hmm. to show streamers and, and content creators and uh, overall esport athletes, the show to get them to do a show to have that uh, special showcase on that site through those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Jimmy Rollins, Alex Rodriguez, uh, Marshawn Lynch, among others, involved in a team called NRG. They're they're big investors. All these different types of athletes, and and they really do love this stuff. Like I've seen in different athletes get more involved with their own streams. Juju uh, Juju Smith Schuster has a stream, mm-hmm. and he has his own esports team. Ezekiel Elliott not just invested in EFUSE, he streams a lot as well playing. And um, one of my interesting examples is Austin Eckler of the uh, San Diego Chargers, who was doing consistent streams in different games, helping out other players like Justin Jefferson. He was doing a Fortnite stream with him with uh, Verizon. He got to deal with Verizon and do a stream for like their 5G wow. and stuff. Yeah. They're they're making marks for themselves doing different things and within gaming because they're really passionate about it and it's now more than ever. It's a cool thing to be a gamer for once. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I feel like you all, we always thought it was, I mean, at least like uh, us, like, you know, where people who like play games has always been like, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like if you like, if you play games, you know what I mean? Cause I we think, play games too. So how can you hate on somebody playing games? You know, you know, it's, I don't know. It's been like this weird thing with like parents and then other people and stuff. Like there was this view of gamers so much more negatively and differently about like being alone in the, in a basement and stuff, you know, playing these games not doing much else it's it's a different it always has been a different game but now it's really um different to what they've seen before and overall these opportunities these students have now for gaming for esports it's just only going to get bigger for them after you know it's going to take there's going to be some setbacks there's going to be some drawbacks a little bit but it's it's here like because esports as big as it is, and it's like a billion dollar industry just this year, the gaming industry itself just reached $150 billion last year. <laughs> like, <Man>. yeah. <laughs> Video <laughs> games in itself. Esports is just a small part. That's what people don't understand. A lot of people don't get. Esports is just a small part as much as it's out there. It's out there because it's still new. But video games itself has been around, like you said, for like 30 years. In different ways, there's always been esports. I remember, I don't know if y'all don't remember Nick Arcade. You ever heard of that? Um, I remember Nick Arcade. Nick Arcade is a former yeah. esports. Mm. Every week you have that host playing yeah. different yeah. arcade games against yeah. each other. Yeah. That's esports, people. It's video game competitions and all these different things that people go through in the past. Like, I remember hearing about stories about players playing street fighter and the, in the laundry bats, like winter stays on and just other people playing each other. That's still mm-hmm. esports. It's just now has this flashy new name for it, but it's always yeah. been there. Um, and again, that that's where it really comes down to a lot. It's just, it's now getting 
true money backing and more people are really seeing what what this could potentially be so my next question is like everybody plays video games Mm -hmm. everybody was on 2k everybody was trying to get their their go-to move that was unstoppable I like, but like in Bethesda, Maryland, like there's like a whole e-sport like gym, like people can train for that. Like, how do people train for that? I mean, it's about what game you want to get involved with. It's about understanding teamwork and uh, the things behind the game and the meta and the comprehension. There's and, you know, there's a physical aspect as well, because, well, because your hands, too. But a lot of it is mental. It's a mental game and it's harder to really, that's why the, that's why in, in my thoughts, like I'm not really the esports um, in a way of esports training, but understanding a bit more what esports around it is with, for example, like track, you, your body tells you when to stop, like your body tells you you're done. Stop. Finish for the day. You <laughs> right, and you go back it to come back it tomorrow. Friendly refresh, ready for more. It you have a you have time off where you can say your body can you know reform. It's not like that for gamers because it's such mental thing. Mentally, you're using your mental brain at times for like twelve, like eight hours, twelve hours. I mean, for the streams that can like people play for twenty four straight hours. yeah those are insane um but it's overall the harder thing is actually telling your brain to stop gaming and that that leads to burnout that's one of the reasons why like you don't see these careers last these Mm. competitive careers last that long like you start at 14 you're usually done by 24 um, and, you know, that's at times that's actually a regular career in sports. It's just that professional career starts later when you're like 21, 22 and usually yeah. done by like 33, 34. But they get to start as young as 14. And and it, like that age, that age numbers may be different, but the career is actually a little bit the same. And but it's more open to like being burnt out fully. And going to the next part of your gaming career, which is streaming and, you know, being involved as a content creator or a caster. But it's a mental game, mental game. So, so my next question is, if I'm an all-star gamer, why, why should I go to college and game? Like, I'm already winning tournaments. I'm already winning. Like, I could just go straight to the league. I'm 14. Like, that's a pretty good like basically, like, coming out of high school. That's a great question. And that's a good question. ACL. <laughs> your mind Break ACL. Your you can blow your mind ACL, man. <laughs> Look, there's a deeper thing that college can offer for you if you really go to the right college that can help you all around for yourself. Especially trying to understand like things like contracts, expanding your business. Cause a lot of these younger esport athletes get into these contracts not knowing what in the world they're doing, trusting the wrong people, and getting themselves screwed over later down the line, not having enough money or being stuck in a bad contract for themselves and not, and focusing so much on the game itself that they're not a bigger brand. You go to college, you, you do it smart by working on your brand and getting the connections there and also learning about marketing business, different 
aspects of your life through through going to college and stuff that help you 10 and 20 fold and that you can because one of the things about professional gaming and esports itself when you are focused on one game it defines you a long time and you are and that's what was the issue with damon for a while it karma that defined him call of duty defined him as a gamer where he wanted to play other games, but he was nervous about getting on and doing that because he knew that, for example, if he pl- decided to play even something like a quick game of Call of Duty, he know he's going to get like five to 10,000 viewers watching him play. But he plays something like Tarkov, he wanted like 300 viewers, and that worried him. Mm. But like, if you had a brand for yourself as a personality and you knew the ins and outs of marketing and understanding what you can do with yourself marketing-wise, you can easily move from being like this competitive gamer to a streamer and entertainer, and they are coming for the brand and they are expanding. Look at Shroud is one of my favorite examples. Shroud, Michael Grzyk, was a great Counter Strike player, solid player, played for Cloud9, won a bunch of tournaments throughout his career. When he retired around, I'll say it was like about four years, three years ago now. Yeah, three years ago now, he. Hmm he easily transitioned to different games because mainly one, his skill, but two, he was a great marketer. He had a, he had a brand where he had merchandise. He had different Mm -hmm. deals with different companies to to, to do their games. Mm -hmm. And he was more than just a counter strike player. He was a pro. He was a streamer and entertainer as a gamer. And that gives you, yeah, that gives you more freedom to, to work, to do the things you want to do more than just being defined by that one game that you like. That's the same thing with Ninja. He was originally a Halo pro a Halo pro for many years, but he was such good with his brand, him and his wife worked together with this brand that is Ninja. He can do different things, anything he wants now in gaming. You love ESPN. He, he was. And look at this. At, it got to a point where games were paying him to play their game. For example, when Apex Legends came to start for EA Sports around like 2018, they paid Ninja a million dollars to play the game for a week. Wow. A million dollars. People would play it after he, after he exactly. played it. Exactly. The following yeah. was so big with Ninja that as soon as he got on to play and got paid to do that, the game really started to catch fire. And it's those type of things that you have as a brand that for yourself that you have to understand. And yeah, they, he didn't really go to college, but at the same time, that's what I like to call um, a way of the, I think it's um, exception to the rule. I think mm-hmm. he's an exception to the rule where he, he created this brand throughout his career, streaming as hardcore as he can. And I think, through college, that'll help you easier to understand the business that surrounds esports, yeah, and understand that you how you could be a brand for yourself through that. So, um, I have a question. It's a completely selfish question. Okay. Um, how do I get better at Call of Duty? <laughs> um, I just want to kill more people than they kill me. So I'm just. I don't know. Like, do I just like, is, do I need to change my settings? Do I need to, what do I need to do exactly? Or I mean, is there a direction you can point me in to, to enhance my skill? I mean, one, which call do you're talking about? Modern warfare. Ooh. <laughs> um, and, 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 and war zone. So. Okay. War, I'm all war zoned out, <laughs> but there is people on YouTube 
that helps make these different types of tutorials to get you the right setups, to get you the right uh, opportunities to be a better uh, Warzone player, at least. Mm -hmm. Modern Warfare, no one really plays that anymore. <laughs> well, oh, wow, okay, wow. It's it's on to the new I game, Black Cold Ops War. Too, so. Well, I mean, Cold War, yeah, I do have Cold War as well. Yeah, there you go. Cold War, War also, will, you have tutorials for that to get better in. And, you know, simply, again, it's, um, especially the way the War, Warzone community is, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities within Warzone that people could has done more and more of. <sighs> Just be careful of those cheaters. <laughs> like, Okay. There's so many people that are hacking. Oh. Okay, see, I, I figured as much that there was something. No, because really, seriously, there's some times where I, like, shoot dudes in the face and, like, <laughs> they will, like, stab me. And I'm just like, bruh, how are you stabbing me if I literally just shot you in the face? There's no, it's, no way. Well, it's not it's much as it's much, much as that. It's more of, like, people are from far away in a different part of the map. And because they have this hacking where they can have boxes around them and see where they're at, they could just point, click, done. And then there's other things where they can do auto-lock, where they auto-aim on you as a player without doing much and shooting you down quicker than you usually are reacting to it on your controller. How it's, do I get that? not playing oh, first how do I get the auto lock? How do I get the auto lock? How do I? No, 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 stop. How do I get the? How do I get? No, no, no. How do I get the auto lock? How do I? Oh, because that would be very helpful. Because my aim is like it's a little shaky. I'm not gonna lie. You're on your own with that one. You're on your own with that one. Um, okay. Yeah. I hope you're gonna hold us down with the auto lock link. I'll no, I don't the have best that. podcast episode ever. <laughs> you're, you're on your own with that one. Uh, um, I try to stay away from that stuff. It's just I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Just don't be surprised if you see me climbing up the ranks. <laughs> just, Wait, oh saying. snap! I think I, I think I had a podcast with that guy before. I wonder. Saying. I wonder if he took my advice. <laughs> 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 right. What uh one child story I have uh from college is like you know I'm I'm okay at FIFA. Bryce is bad than me at FIFA. I'll give him I'll give him that, you know that. But like I was single person by at least three goals and then walked out and was like all right y'all i'm out man I'm just and like i was crushed i mean like me skiggy brandon kyle and like we really like we're sitting in the cab like what this nigga really pulled up and beat our ass and then stepped and it, it was do you still play fifa actually no but well that's the thing I wasn't like I was just starting to get out of the game before like around the time you were playing me. You're lucky you didn't play me around like 2015, like 2010 or something, where I was like, where I actually enjoyed playing that game a lot. And <laughs> I was like at one point top 1,000 in Man. the country. Oh, that's my height though. Um, nah, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I put. I put around like eight years at the game at the time when I faced you. I remember that story. <laughs> I remember, like I, I, I put a lot of work into that game. And um, I, was I was like, yeah, I got one. 
I ran Kenny Wheeler four more. I said, oh. <laughs> just, I put a lot of years into that game at the time, and I I was like, I don't know why either. Like I at one thing I loved the community I was a part of. Like there was this thing called uh, FIFA leagues at the time where it was like these online. Uh, online career mode leagues where you get to manage a team and stuff and you get to play with other players all around the world and with the teams you have and manage and it was fun it was highly competitive here's here's something funny so here's a funny story about that so I played it so much when I was younger around like 2010 2012 and like we created these relationships playing what I was like the one of the few Americans on the site as that site usually focused around Europe. I that. It was around my birthday, 2016, about years later, and I'm watching this FIFA player play FIFA, opening packs, and, you know, I just, I was fascinated to see, hear his story. So I type in the chat saying, hey, how do you get started playing, like, FIFA and stuff? How did you start your career? And then the guy was like, big man? Yeah. Like, oh wait, big man, remember me? I was in those FIFA sites in the days. This dude wow. is a world champion. <laughs> this dude is a FIFA world champion. And he, like, and he remembers you. Yes, yeah, is like, yo, you remember Gas, Kino, the other guys? Like, I was like one of the, the Americans they liked on the site. So mm. <laughs> like, um, like they liked and they liked me being around. It's like, yeah, oh wow, Spencer. His name's um, what was it? Uh, Huge Gorilla. His uh, user, and it's like, and I and I was on. I was still doing those things for a little bit. I went back to him. It's like to one of the people. It's like, hey, you remember that guy Spencer? He's a world champion now. It's like, oh, Spenny, that annoying twelve year old. Whined about losing everything. I guess he finally got wins. That's hilarious. Like, oh snap. <laughs> I was at 12 years of time. Well, he's doing better than our asses now. <laughs> it's just, but no, like I'm happy for the guy. He's one of the biggest uh, FIFA content creators and he's still, he still likes to get, I think he does it for the community because yeah. I'm 80% sure it's not because of the game. <laughs> it's for the community and the career yeah, he has so, being a pro gamer. So Charles, since, since we're talking about the topic of sports games, why do, why do I feel like sports games don't care anymore? Cause I was talking about it last time on the podcast, like with them bringing back NCAA. Why do I feel like they don't care about creating innovative or just good content for the gamers anymore? I can go on all day about this. It's, oh, I'll be quick. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested to hear this. One of the biggest issues, you exactly are right, is the the down the the lack of quality in most sports games these days. I think my favorite sports game and the only one I really go to a lot is football manager, which you get to be a, a soccer coach and lead a team to glory because how immense it is and how good it is. Yes, you don't actually play the game, but you do everything around it and watch them really see your work come out and which is so much fun. That's kind of what I wanted in the first place when I started FIFA. I played a lot of career mode. I didn't really wanted to really do the 1v1 online stuff. I wanted to do the, the career mode. So I, the only time I was really online was when I was doing the online career stuff with other players and other coaches. And that was great too. But the gameplay was also still solid when I was doing the online stuff. But 
Ever since the implement implementation of FIFA Ultimate Team and the yes. billions, not millions, not millions, billions, what a capital B has became so upfront and in center in sports games. It has just made sports games unbearable because they ignored everything else. They took it down the career mode community through this stuff. It's the same copy and paste type things that you do not believe. You like you're you moved from the Xbox 360 to the Xbox One, and now we're in the Series X, and it doesn't feel any different, different. Yeah. from what you had. Yeah. Like even worse. Think about this. My biggest example that I I remember when I first got into FIFA around 2007 and FIFA 07, like FIFA 07 and 08 was the game. They had such an in-depth career mode where you can fix the stadium, rename it, get sponsors, mm-hmm. um, do beat, do many that was different a lot of, coaching. That was a lot of EA's games at that at that point. Like in time, Madden, though. you can yeah. like there was Tony Bruno talking team. to you. Like you can yes, move the re- team to a whole another place if you want to. Like it wasn't just relocation as they do in the games now, but it was such an in-depth relocation yeah. mode. It was such an in-depth career mode and road to glory. It's why mm-hmm. you see many NCAA football con- content creators don't go into Madden very much. They stay in NCAA football because that's one of the last solid games that EA ever done. And, but the billions people have made off this, not with just foot, foot, which is FIFA Ultimate Team, but Madden Ultimate Team as well, has just caused the whole quality of games to go down to just this pile of poop. Just this, just this poop that is just strung right in front of you that they want you to have for 60 bucks. Oh, here, have this poop. Look, have this card, (laughs) which is that that isn't worth much besides the game you play every year for 60 bucks. Then you have to put, if you want to be good at the game, that's (laughs) if you want to be good at the game, buy these cards for over a thousand dollars total at least to. And then follow that by more cards. Oh, you want to try to be cheap with it? Ah, so let me stop you and ban you. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, yeah. and, it, and it's gotten to other sports games in different ways. Like with 2K, the My Park. Like it's <laughs> you know, you know. I stopped playing 2K. Like I, the I, My I, Park I stuff. Playing. Like <laughs> The my park stuff, the way they have to have you focus on different things. It's not as blatant as EA, but I remember that some of these countries are starting to really combat this stuff because they see the truth. They see like, oh, snap, EA is really trying to rip off kids like they're trying to. And that's the weirdest thing with me. They get at people. Gamers, they, um, the games they, they get at with the gambling and stuff, you're forced to make it rated M. Yet with FIFA Ultimate Team, you have to pick a pack. It's random what you get. Right. It's almost like slots. Yeah. Well, kind of is slots. It's but basically yet, it's slots. E for everyone. E for everyone. And it's just you're not getting that for gambling. No, they they were in a so EA got to a trial with the English Parliament, and the Parliament was asking. With all these type of mechanics that 
that is situated towards gambling. Why isn't it gambling? So, oh, no, no, no. No, this is not gambling. These are surprise mechanics for the game. Wow. <laughs> the audacity, EA. Yeah. The audacity to call it surprise mechanics. Like, this ain't no suddenly birthday gift. These, yo, know, pop goes to Riesel and just pop the surprise. It's <laughs> no. This right. is gambling. You're letting kids get a chance to get these packs. And by the chance they don't get it, they put more money into it. More money it, into, don't it. Get into it. To a point where they're taking their parents' cards and wiping their accounts out just to look for a messy. What? <laughs> and that's that, you know what's nah, a surprise? I actually never looked at it that way. Yeah. You know, surprise their parents the next day looking at their bank accounts and all oh, triple zeros. That's the yeah. ultimate surprise right there. Like, yo, why am I Timmy? Why is it triple zeros on my account? Look, mom, I'm looking, you know, messy, mom. I'm yeah, looking for you know, Messi or Ronaldo. All I got was a was a freaking Lewandowski, man. Hey, Lewan's <laughs> all right. <laughs> Man, the way FIFA plays, you know it's not a Ronaldo or a Messi where you can just run and just run it. Yeah. Like with with Lewandowski, yes, he can score, but they made the game at times where he's not as good as he should be. Like he's the best pure striker in the game right now. But yet, no, they make him like because speed kills in FIFA. Always. Yes, that is the number one thing. Oh yeah, number one it's, thing. It's and that's one thing I always hate. Talking about Memphis Depay, I said, "What?" All right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Same we thing out. in Madden with the wide receivers and the way you could just do go routes. It's it's a ridiculous thing, and they turned the their esports, which could have been really something interesting with if you'd done pro clubs with FIFA. Like pro clubs is legit. Look, pro <laughs> clubs would have been a legit esport for FIFA, but they don't make money off it. They make it off their ultimate team. They do drops, so thousands of people are in there trying to get those cards. Like, oh, look, an icon. Let's drop it in there randomly so people can get that and watch them play. Let's freaking have tournaments surrounding the cards that they're trying to pay to win. It's pay to win. And it's just, I ain't deal with this mess anymore. I screw that. <laughs> it's just, but it, what really worries me about it too, it's like these kids are trying to really get themselves deep into the game where they're actually good, but they're too broke to really realize their potential. It's not because they're a good player. It's because they don't have enough money to get a messy. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it, I could go on. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that feeling with sports games. And and it frustrates me because sports and video games are linked for me. Like I remember as a kid, I passed like I was such good at geography because mainly I played MLB 99 and I knew all the teams where they were at mm-hmm. because I played the freaking franchise mode. Yeah. Like, like I knew where the states they were and stuff because like, oh, look, Arizona Dynamax, Arizona, boom. <laughs> you got 100 on your exam. Greatness. So I can play some more MLB that night. Like, right. <laughs> so it's like, they're that's so... How I, that's how I applied to colleges. <laughs> football for so long. I was like, oh, shit. I know about Coastal Carolina. They're clear. It's the Chanticleers. Okay. That's what I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Oh, so now, wait. They're, they're on NCAA football? I can... <laughs> they're all into yeah. the basketball? There's a chance I could be in that game as a number? I was in the... Oh, that was me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. And um, 
just to see the state of sports games today. And the only one is good. It's football manager, man. Like, yes, it's at times where you're just watching them play, but it's so immersive that you get into it. It's what you wanted your FIFA career mode always wanted to be plus more and mm. or your Madden career mode plus more. And they have such a cool community that, you know, they get involved. They have because now they have an online mode. They have this streamer showdown every week where they have these streamers play against each other. It's nothing competitive, truly. It's fun competition. It's not an esport. It's not serious. It's just fun competitions, but it's so cool to watch. And it's just those type of things when you're really involved in the FM community that just you miss from the games you played back then when your homeboys were you playing in, in your apartments throughout your weekends. Like I remember when I was a kid, I had a friend that we played uh franchise mode for hours like first one to a super bowl wins or two three super bowls or even as far as like when i was at liu playing with the basketball team my league <laughs> i was on in <laughs> you know, those type of things and that no, game brings that back at least days will be fine yep nice little 2k league yeah break yeah and that would, that would pass the time for you. That would definitely exactly. pass the time. No one's okay with Exactly. The arguments we'll have at lunch over in freaking Connolly. Check <laughs> mm-hmm. it upstairs right now. You ain't <laughs> say no more. What up? Nah, <laughs> I definitely know that feeling. I definitely know that feeling. It happened to me plenty of times at Frostburg where it'd be like, because we played FIFA too, so we'd be like, yo, like, right, nobody at this table can see me at FIFA. And everybody be like... <laughs> Bro, what? Like, bro, we can literally stop eating right now and go play FIFA. We'd be like, I bet. But yeah, I mean, again, like that, like you, you bringing all that up. Um, I, I mean, me and Alice have had the d- discussion about sports games kind of being, um, for lack of a better term, trash uh, at this point. Um, and I try to find like the silver lining in it, but like even like the way you just kind of articulated the whole like breakdown of like. Kind of how evil they are, basically. Like <laughs> they're they're moving they're moving in a, a real wicked manner. They um, are so like yeah, it's almost like they like they really they don't care about us. Like you said, they're giving us a pile of poop. So they they were customers more than actual gamers to them. Yeah. Any other part of the gaming industry, which disappoints me the most because it was different back then. But there was just <clears throat> that's one of the one things I worry overall about gaming it's too much business people into it mm-hmm. that get into a point where they treat the gamers like the customers. Like it's not just sports games that are going through that. Like for example, the games around Nintendo is kind of going through that transition now. And it, it's always kind of been like that with Nintendo, which is weird because Nintendo wasn't always a games company back then when it started in Japan, there were different things. Like there were different types of uh, there were different types of home things, home products before they got in. They trying to find something that stick and it never stuck until mm-hmm. the gaming industry around the early late 70s, early 80s. And like people didn't think about it because how the games like Super Mario. Metroid Prime, other games, uh, Zelda got so big and so nostalgic for people. They didn't think about the higher ups that were making money off it was focused on that stuff. And it was like a certain time during the during the boom of Nintendo where quality was actually the focus. But then the one of the owners, I forgot his name, passed away and um, 
the guy who ended up Nintendo America, uh, Reggie Phil's aim, um, left as well. He he left. They they went back to what they were were more of a business than actually being a gaming company, and it's showing today in some of the things they're involved in. For example. They don't care much about online Smash, online Smash Brothers, which is a fighting game. And to a point where they there's this version of Smash Brothers called Slippy, which is from the old melee. They do melee online, which is one of the one of the best was to be said, one of the best fighting games of all time. And they gave a cease and desist order to that to that game. Nintendo gave a cease and desist order to the game and the tournaments that were running it. Wow. So they told them to stop playing, to stop using this game, use their newest Smash game instead, Smash Ultimate, which because of the pandemic, they haven't had much opportunities to do because online Smash sucks. <laughs> Just, mm. And it hurts because it goes back to what I said about how you know, gaming can bring people together and create these amazing communities. When I started at Eastern and talked to a lot of people about how the gaming community was at Eastern and the potential it had in the past with the gamers outreach event called Gamers for Giving, they had at the Convocation Center, some of the biggest gamers around will come in to help with the charity Gamers Outreach. The guy who heads up Gamer Outreach, Zach Weigel, is a EMU alum and they had this esports club that didn't really do much with that. And they had a place for gamers to go to called the E Zone. And then that got destroyed for a Starbucks. So <laughs> much frustration. And it didn't work out. But what survived gaming here at Eastern was the Smash Club because the Smash Club had to come together and play these games. It was kind of simpler for them for those things. And when I went to one of their meetings, Around 40 to 50 people were playing Smash in that room, in the Prey Herald room. And it's just like, wow, like this is a passionate bunch of people. And that was our first tournament at Eastern for esports, Smash. And it was just 50 people came, 30 people participated. We had our stream on Twitch. It was like around 25 to 30 people watching for our first stream. That's pretty cool. That's, you know, like first stream, you're hoping to get one. <laughs> right. You get like 30 yeah. people watching for your first ever stream on EMU Esports. That's impressive. Yeah. And that's often it's because of that Smash community. That Smash community came through for me big time. And I wanted to help it. And, but when the pandemic happened, yes, Esports took a tick up because a lot of the online factors and, and specifics, but it wasn't for fighting games. It was a rough time for them because fighting games have to have that land aspect, that aspect where they come together on a local app, Essex Network, playing against each other. They didn't have that because of the pandemic. And that really slowed things down, especially Smash, which is just frustrating to me in a way. Just overall, like, we're suffering too. Like, esports suffered in different ways through this. And we're hopeful one day to get back to those things where people are coming together physically to play these video games. Yeah, big facts. I mean, because, and I feel like everyone was playing video games during the pandemic, but it's like they weren't able to come together. Exactly. And when you're not able to come together, it's not, it's not the same feel. It's not the same thing. 
Like people that getting, little bit of lag that makes me miss my jump shot in 2K just, just pisses me off. I'd rather be like next to you yelling at you, like, oh, yeah, you got dunked <laughs> on it. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. La- lag cheating went to another level. Like <laughs> it was just, it got to a point, like, f- forget zoomed out. You were online out trying to, to play these games for hours on end where you just running into a cheater every way, the, every corner. Like, and yeah, there's still single player games and different other survival community games you could play, but still, it's just overall for the multiplayers, you need that land aspect because, you know, one, you're going to be outed as a cheater if you go to land. That's 90% sure. Two, you come together as a community with these things like the cool things people have done on on these tournaments in these tournaments at stadiums and arenas it's just it's it's such a big party but also just a big gathering which is so unique and overall it it gives you a true world champion that people don't want to argue with to say oh that's online they got lucky off some people's legs because they're playing from a certain server that worked well with them while other players they face against is across the country or that type of stuff so yeah no, that's very true yeah uh well again i feel like for the most part we've like gotten into a point in e-gaming e- e- and esports that I wasn't even really familiar with. And I, I really didn't have a lot of these perspectives until we like sat down and talked. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, I play games and I felt like I was more of a consumer before this conversation, but now I'm going to look at my games with a little bit more scrutiny um, because I feel like I deserve um, a top notch product. If I'm going to pay, like you said, $60 um, for anything that any of these companies have to offer. Um, and I'm definitely gonna have to check out some of those uh, tutorials because, like I said, I got to get my Warzone game up. I've got only a few wins, so I need to definitely uh, try to ramp that up to get like a lot more. Um, <laughs> but uh, to shift gears, Alistair, do you have something for me this week? Perhaps a little uh, are bit you of about our, our this or that. Of course. A little bit of this. A little bit. Of, a little bit of this. A little bit of that. This or right, that. Well, these are this is that questions that you are not ready for, you're not prepared for. Uh, they're gonna be all over the board, but I'm going to do three video game questions. So I'm interested to see your takes on this or that. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, number one, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Uh oof, uh pancakes. <laughs> all right are you ready i already I know bryce's yeah. answer but i want to hear charles's answer as well the wire or breaking bad oh the wire breaking <laughs> bad. i like both but breaking bad is all-time greatness no nah, i just like the wire too much breaking bad is, a, is an amazing show but i just i, I can't I, I love the wire i love the wire so much j cole or kendrick Oof. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess Kendrick, barely. Give me fucking, yeah, give me Kendrick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, now let's switch it up to the video game side. Mario Kart or Need for Speed? Mario Kart. Need for Speed. I used to play those when I was a kid. The underground games were lit. No, nah, it was definitely very lit. lit. I just played Mario Mario, Mario Kart's Kart, more Mario more party more party fun. Yeah, that's right. 
aff to be honest. Um, Super Smash Brothers or Mario Party? What's a better party game? Oh, Mario Party. Mario Party, of course. Yeah, yeah. party game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like everybody like can has the skill level to play Mar- to play Mario Party. Like, there's like, some no, parts it, of it's a fun party game where people can do yeah, random right. stuff and enjoy themselves. Yeah. It's nothing really skill about it. It's just yeah, exactly. having fun games. That's definitely more than I miss Mario Party actually. Mario Party yeah. was lit. Well, there's that on Switch now, but still, yeah, yeah, Mario Party was lit. And last gaming question: Halo or Call of Duty? Call of Duty. I never really liked Halo like that. Really? Um, yeah. I was, I well, I also never really played it like that. I mean, I've like seen my friends play, and I played it a little bit with my friends, but I never. I always like the more realistic like guns, like that are closer to like real life. But that's just me, um, and that's why I like Call of Duty a little bit more. I don't like the whole like. I grew up an Xbox kid, so like alien. that was my first system. So I'm definitely Halo. Mm, I had a game. Oh, my first, my first console was uh, Sega Genesis back in '93. I was playing oh, I games since I was five. Yeah, <laughs> I had Dreamcast too for uh, Mario first Captain was, was, was a terribly developed system. Loved it to death though, but like it, it was oh, a yeah. terrible machine. Ter- yeah. Terrible machine. For me, it it's Call of Duty, but I my first games were Halo two and three, so I can't just well, Halo first, too much. I had but. Halo. I never I, I never got into any, like so I never got into that or like uh Gears of War like that. Um Gears of War. There we go. Uh, what else? There well, I kinda like Army of Two. Um Army of Two was cool, but like at the same time it reminded me a lot of like a Gears of War type of like like I guess in time in terms of style of play. So I was kinda like, yeah. I just like Call of Duty. I feel like it's very like it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's very straight to the point. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of, and they usually have pretty good stories too. If you do play the campaign mode, as I, well, yeah, so. I enjoyed Modern Warfare Two the most. I think it's the masterpiece in the Call of Duty series. That's I the one with the airport, the airport shooting scene. Terminal, terminal, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's <laughs> Term, playing playing terminal for hours was great. Um, some a lot of other people will say Black Ops Two is their favorite game because um, of the, the way like online was like at its best. And Call of Duty and Black Ops 2. I didn't play Black Ops 2, unfortunately, because of a different time of life. But um, overall, for me, yeah, at the end of the day, it it is Call of Duty over Halo. But Halo start, my Halo 2 was my first multiplayer online game. So I still got to give it props to that because that for helped, sure. that exposed me to online gaming, which, you know, at the time, like with Xbox Live and stuff, it was a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a great this or that as well, too, Al. So thank you so much. Um, so before we wrap up, uh, Charles, is there anything that you want to say before we get out of here? Do you want to shout out anybody, you know, the whole crew um, or, you know, the gaming community, anybody, you know? Yeah. Um, well, shout out to a lot of people that helped me get to where I am. Uh Ben Nickel, who was the head of Venture NYXL, that gave me an opportunity when I was doing the youth stuff in Brooklyn. Um, the karma community, they know they, they call me, <laughs> they call me the goat mod, but that's the goat community. I love that. Like, goat mod. I love the, <laughs> they call it the goat moderator, but I just, that's the goats community, uh, comments like called the greatest of all time. But, um, also, you know, my mom, who's been a pretty, like, who's worked with me throughout this part of esports stuff and mom dukes <laughs> and, um, EMU, who's giving me a chance to really 
Eastern Michigan's giving me a chance and stuff. And if you want to search me up at a big man on campus on Twitter, um, that's where I'm really on a lot. Also, Charles Spencer on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah. How'd you get a good name like a big man on campus? Nobody else has that? So <laughs> I was like, I was early on the Twitter train around like 20, uh, 2009. Nine, so, okay. oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, nobody yeah. was in on. So, yeah, I got smart. that. You don't want to hear me chat. Like, what? A big man on campus was free, took revenge, and got that. And I remember the reason I got that username overall as a gamer tag was, um, I, y'all remember ESPN College Game Day and like the mm-hmm. player of the week is the what? big man on campus of the week. So I took that uh, and created my username. It was that, campus, yeah, yeah it's that heartful 13. I was like, I do that for like fan fiction. So <laughs> I, I would keep still two things separate, but a big man yeah. on campus stuck. And man, that was solid. in high school. So that was crazy. So yeah. That's solid. Good shout outs too, man. Good shout outs. Alistair, do you want to leave the people with anything? Perhaps maybe something that will um, ascend them. Uh, perhaps something that w- would lift you, like um, some stairs, perhaps. To oh, of course. <laughs> Talk about the stairs to greatness. Oh, yeah. There we go. Of course. Uh, this week's stairs to greatness is one of life's biggest questions is what type of piece do you want? I-E or E-A? When you figure that out, you'll be great. You can follow me on Twitter. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't have a Twitter. I always do that. I'm sorry. I stumble on trip. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. Stairs to greatness. Stairs to greatness. You can follow me. Follow our podcast page, AMB period podcast, AMB period podcast. Um, hey, guys. We're wrapping up Black History Month. And everybody stay black. Stay beautiful. And don't put grilled glue in your hair because that's stupid. That's a very good, that's a very like, good, that's all, that's all especially that like last ticket about Gorilla Glue. Um, yeah, you don't do that. Uh, thank you, Alistair. Um, yeah, as always, I don't have anything profound, but I do want to leave everybody with this. Um, and I feel like a lot of people feel the same exact way that I do. And I just want to make sure that their voices are heard um, on my, you know, on my platform here. Um, Joe Biden, I need you to do what you said you were going to do. All right. Um, I, I don't appreciate being lied to. Uh, so I'm going to need you to I'm gonna need you to drop those checks off. All right. Um, I need you to eliminate some student loan debt. Um, and um, or else, you know, we'll fuck it. We'll, we'll storm the Capitol, I guess. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's a thing now, apparently. So, you know, why not? You know, why not? Second it, time it work right. for them. Why not? Right, why wouldn't it, why wouldn't it work for us? Um, you can follow me on social media uh, on Twitter at Young Tamarack, Y-O-U-N-G-T-A-M-A-R-A-C-K. And on Instagram at Kofi Bryce, K-O-F-I-B-R-Y-C-E underscore. Um, and yeah, without further ado, we always play music from an artist that, you know, that we're, that we're cool with that we enjoy we've had on the pod previously so uh this week we're going to play nas b featuring no savage and cute fool and this has been another week of the a and b podcast we appreciate y'all for listening deuces snatched uh 
I'm moving too many drugs, and I'm plugged in with too many plugs. Police ask me question, my shoulder gon' shrug. That leg wasn't sweet, that shit came with some blood. That nigga ain't gangsta, he just need a hug. Step on a nigga, do him like a bug. Me and low bro had to sleep on the rug. We come from the bottom, the dirt, the mud. Now we on the flights, the shows, and clubs. Bro got a stick in his field with slugs. Nigga, we pay like 42 dugs. Sniff for the rush, got the nigga like, uh. That money you having don't make you a thug. We taking you down and push come to shove. Lonely Drew had to send him a dub. I know he watching this shit from above. Nigga, it's nasty. I'm not the flex type Be in the block and get hit with the left right Get rich now, I can sleep in the next life Cop me a play, bust it down for the right price Happy as shit, but you wearing some fake ice Yo, who that? Make it right at the next light Back door the plug, if be sweet, then I just might Glock 23, I ain't talking about like Mike Pillow talking, that's the shit that I don't like Jay of the runs to the face, sound just right Most of you niggas be sweeter than Klondike I stay down, I don't be looking for limelight I'm just trying to show my niggas we got it If Brody rhymes, then I'm right there beside him Dove in the water, I fly beside him Caught him in traffic, that nigga was silent My young niggas wildin', they ain't got no guidance I'm the one that's turning dirt into diamonds. I'm the one that's on them private islands. I'm the one that's trying to see niggas shine. Bitch, you was cool before you came. I'd rather roll up this eye, boy, I'm good on the full lane. Married the game, I just got me a new ring. Gotta get high, cause it help with the mood uh, swing. I'm in the AMG taking up two lanes. This bitch in the whip, he and dick like it's low main. Uh, I got cold, I'm bringing a whole game. Jump in that water and he gon' get one in his brain. Uh, uh, run to the sack, tell his bitch ass, catch up. I'm the one helping this child, I stepped up. Clear out his block with a drink and a hat. Cause he kept on finesse Catching bodies Hold me back from my blast Put it all on his top But I ain't ending up check If she was my bitch Tell her show you her neck I got like 300 bands That's an estimate I took a lot of perks I'm deep in my element It look like it's two two threes in the FM If you hit my drink You gon' dab off some medicine Bitch Bitch Think I'm gonna lick I'ma get on my shit quick I know you don't wanna Get on my shit list Get niggas killed out And rolled up a hit list We all man We come with the hit stick Robbers be capping I know they ain't thrillers this I got a cool hundred rocks With my Merlin man He don't wanna get out the way We gon' bring him in We drop the top and pull up We gon' spank the best Shoot him in his head I don't want him think again Back in 09 I was running from Hankerman Bad relationship They call it a tank I'm not going to run Bet I'm on the dangerous Promise I snatch me They know where I'm claiming I still can't get out the way While I'm famous I'm watching this shit Come from all new angles Bitch Sure. Niggas be saving bitches that we already fucked. I ain't buying no brick if it's already cut. If I'm toting a hundred, you know that it's stuck. I just bought out a hundred, I had AS stuck. Nigga can't be a shooter, he ain't even bust. I know plug you a runner, you get it from us. I got killers from Merlin right back to the city. Lost some bros in this shit, but I don't want no pity. I want some spending. I'm trying to touch a million. I got family to feed, they still stuck in that building. These niggas keep talking about bodies and robbing the robbers. They robbing that shit that we live. In window, he constantly hitting the scene. my niggas out quick, I ain't letting them see. I hit the coop right next to the big body. If I'm in your club, then I'm popping my shit, bro. 2016 couldn't stop. Sure. They said I'm burnt out, I shoot up the whole pod.